damage to the plane. Traffic is completely shut down. Just had its biggest point. Fast approaching 100,000 of a million people. Joseph R. Biden Jr. is elected president of the United States. We are ambassadors and we are representatives of heaven. Perfect love casts out fear and my father is perfect. Jesus has already won the victory. It's already finished. Go out and change a dying and lost and dark world because your light is shining in the darkness. Things that I thought I would never say or do until 2020. Never in a million years could I ever imagine that I would walk into a bank with a mask on and ask for money? <laughs> but it happened this year. I never thought that the comment, I wouldn't touch him or her with a six-foot pole, would ever actually come become a national policy, but it happened this year. I never thought that the world would be turned upside down where the older folks are sneaking out of the house and the young kids are yelling at them to stay indoors but it happened this year. One friend said that he had to try on his jeans every few days to simply make sure they fit because pajamas have a way of making you believe that all is well in the kingdom. <laughs> Another friend said that he needed a social, that he needed to practice social distancing from the refrigerator. Another one, um, and in uh, 2019, the motto was, stay away from negative people. And in 2020, the motto is, stay away from positive people. <laughs> for those of you that'll get it later, those who tested positive for COVID, you gotta stay away from. So anyway, I was just, maybe catch that. You'll be driving home, be like, ah, ha, ha, ha. Anyway. Now, this is a little bit more serious, and it's true, though. I never thought that I would see Home Depot, Lowe's, and airplanes be full of people, but churches be empty. But that happened this year. Never thought that I would witness fear and panic and worry on the largest scale that I've, ever, that I've never seen in my lifetime and even in my parents' lifetime, but that happened this year. Never thought that I would see stores run out of toilet paper and Clorox wipes in my lifetime and in my parents' lifetime, but that happened this year. Lastly, I've never, I never imagined that we would have an opportunity like we have right now to be the church that God has called us to be and rise up and take our rightful place in the kingdom and go out and change the world in our atmosphere and our sphere of influence like we have right now. And I believe God is calling us up and calling us on to be able to do that in Jesus' name. Let's pray. Lord, I thank you that even right now I can hear the beacon, the call, Lord, for us to continue. We've been saying it, we say it every Sunday. Let's go out and be the church of the unchurched, Lord. But it's not a saying for us. It's not a cliche. It's not something that, that sounds cute, Lord. It is something that you have called us to do. So I am asking, Lord, that you infuse us with boldness this morning. And we would not be by our might and our power, but by yours, Lord, but by your spirit, says the Lord. We thank you, Lord, that, that we would have ears to hear and eyes to see what you've called us to do and be. 
And we thank you for that. In Jesus' name, amen. This has been a year of unprecedented times. We've seen some things that we've not, I mean, we've not ever seen. I'm telling you, um, thinking about the rest of this year, if I was going to title this message uh, today, if I was going to, it would be one that would encourage you to finish strong. Uh, we all have a race to run, and in running that race, God has called us to run the race of endurance. Uh, it's not given to the swiftest or, you know, one who's fast, but it's given, the, the prize is given to the one who runs and endures to the end. And God has called us to finish this race. Uh, that I remember during the elections, it's like, well, this stuff is still going on. What's going what's to happen? The race is still to be run. Uh, we're still to run our race. You have a race to run. I have a race to run. Uh, I'm running my race as best I know how. It's same way with you. You're running your race the best you know how. But I want to tell you this morning that you're not running alone. But you have uh, the, the power and presence of Almighty God running with you and encouraging you. That's one of the things I love about <coughs> watching marathons is those guys, um, <laughs> as they're running, the people on the sidelines are encouraging them, giving them water. You know, I can do it. I'm a good encourager. You run, girl. You go on. With your, woo, you're running so well. You're doing a good job. But the truth is, is the Bible says that we have that same cloud of witnesses that are, that are saying the same thing to us that have gone on. This is what he said. So if we have a great crowd of cloud of witnesses that have gone on before us, so, and, and, they're, and they've, they're encouraging us. And so uh, we're going to read that here in just a little bit. But the truth is, is that God wants us to finish strong. Uh, I'm, every Sunday morning, I'm on with a group of pastors who send out encouragement to all the pastors who are preaching this morning. And one of them said, I'm ready to preach this year away. And another one says, I'm glad we have five more days left of this year so that we can go out this year singing the praises of God and what he has done for us and what he's going to do for his people. We still have five more days to praise his name. We still have five more days to lift up the name of Jesus, to share the love of Jesus. I pray that these, five, these next five days, that you, just, you, you would just share your heart out, that people would see Jesus in you. If they haven't seen him in the rest, the rest of the year, I pray that the next five days that they would see him in you and that you would proclaim his name and that you would share his name and that he would be lifted up and that all men will see him and come out of darkness and into his marvelous light. What kind of year that we've had. Never thought that because I decided and from the platform we have said we've not shied back uh, sojourn. We've not shied back from saying things like that. I refuse to get behind a movement that does not say, and I'll say it again, that does not say all lives matter. We continue to stand, having done all to stand and say all lives matter in the kingdom of God. All of them matter in the kingdom of God. You don't get to pick and choose what lives matter. You don't get to pick and choose. God died for all, and therefore we stand in the place, and we stand like the old, the old people who say, I'm flat-footed about that. I'm not changing my mind about that. Maybe if you need to go to another church, but we stand on the word of God that says that all lives matter. We, we, we stand behind our police officer, officers. We're not trying to defund the police. We are trying to stand behind them because what God has called them to do for them to, to be able to, to stand and, and help them. Yeah, we, that's who we are. That's what we're going to be about. That's what we're about in, in 2019. That's what we're going to be about in, 20, uh, in 2020. And that's what we're going to be about in 2021. And the continuation, because our God is an all-consuming fire, and that fire does not go out. And so, therefore, that's what, that's what we'll be. I, I, I was telling some people, I was like, we, 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 we make those proclamations and, uh, about who God is, and we don't, 
We don't apologize for being the church to the unchurched. Just as um, a few weeks ago, uh, Lieutenant Colonel Allen West was saying that we're we going to throw away those rights or are we going to stand for what God has called us to stand? One of the things that I appreciated about Pastor Terry is one of, that he has said this repeated to me, and, and I think he does this on purpose. He'll say it enough that you'll start saying it. You know, the things that you thought you'd never say, did you say to your parents, that your parents say, you know, I found myself doing that. I'm like, man, I sound just like my father. And so therefore, I'm sitting there, I, sound, I say things like this. You know what? It's time for the church to arise because the church has abandoned her post. And because she's abandoned her post, she's given up some rights. And therefore, the truth is, is that what are you, we're going to get those back? Or are we just going to be like, well, God, you know. Are we going to say, he's asking us right now, can these dry bones live? I don't know, God. They look kind of dry. I'm going to ask you again. <clears throat> can these dry bones live? And so we're sitting there going, I don't know. What, what, what's what's, what's, what's going to happen? The truth is, as I believe that God is waiting for us to stand up flat-footed and say, yes, these dry bones can live. Every single one of them can live. Not only can they live, but they'll rise up and be an army on its feet. They'll take back what the enemy has stolen from us and cause us to walk in the power of his might and stand in the truth of his word and know that our God is with us. And if he is with us, then he's more than the world against us. And if he's more than the world against us that we can stand. You've already been blessed with every spiritual blessing there is in the heavenly places. He's already given you everything that you need for life and godliness. He's given you the mind of Christ. He's given you everything you need to be who he's called you to be. So why would we step back into a place and shriek back when God is calling us onward and upward to stand and do what he's called us to do and be the church to the unchurched? Amen? There's an aroma that is about us where people walk by. What is that smell? It's a smell of heaven. We are sent ones, S-C-E-N-T. I had to ask my wife for that spelling. But anyway, just the way we are sent ones. When people get around us that we stand, having done all this, I don't care what color you are, what background you come from, we're all one in him. Amen? Try to, what, what about the, what about the, our female rights? What about us? I'm telling you, this Bible lined all that out. We are, we're, we're walking hand in hand with the word of God. Here's what I'm asking, I want to say to you today as a body of Christ and one who wants to lead this congregation in the truth. Uh, if we're one in Christ and, and God has called us one, we don't look after the flesh any longer. If that's the truth and that's the truth, then, then, then why would, would we, would we step back? Why are we not, we, we, let's go forward in him and do what he's called us to do. People are trying to tear down the family, the nuclear family, won't stand with the nuclear family. Uh, Genesis 1:28. he's called us to take dominion over the earth. And he's called us to take our rightful place in the kingdom. So I want us to finish strong. I want us to finish 2020 strong. It was not what we thought it was gonna be though. Don't tell the truth, right? It was like, we were just like, yeah, 2020, vision, vision. We're going to see like we've never seen before. Boy, did we see some stuff we didn't think we'd ever see. <laughs> Amen? Is that not true? Yeah. We're running into this new year. Happy New Year. Some of you may be year shy. You know, you'll be gun shy. Some of y'all may be year shy. Be like, I don't know. I got one foot in this year, Lord. I know you say who you, you, you are who you say you are, but what, what, have you called us to, what have you called us to do? And I'm going to tell you what. God has said that to us. Uh, in his word. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read this to you because it's, it's important. But 
but one of the things that some of us have lost is we've lost um, some loved ones. I saw some people lose some loved ones. Thank you. Some loved ones uh, this year. Um, one was a spiritual father that, that had just uh, passed away Christmas Day. Uh, a spiritual father who, 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 really, who gave me this Bible. Uh, his name was Mr. Pryor. He's one of our elders' wives, uh, his, his um, father-in-law. But he gave me this Bible, and he actually gave me 23 Bibles <laughs> this past year. 23 Bibles and six study uh, Bibles because he was a man of the word. Uh, so all my fathers are. Pastor Terry is too. One of the things that I've asked him to do is because he writes in his Bible so much, I want him at some point to give me one of his Bibles that he's written in. Of course, I thought about it. I may not be able to read it um, after, you, after you mark in it, but it's important. And here's the question. Are we going to be people who live by the word of God? Or are we going to live by our emotions? Are we going to live by what we, uh, what we feel, and we're going to live by what we, can we sense? You know, God's given us emotions. Yes, he's given us uh, the ability to think. But the truth is, is that we have to. I'm telling you, in this year, if you're going to be, if you're going to be, we're going to be who God's called us to be. We're going to have to be a people who live by the word of God, who stand on every single word that he says. Man should not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. That's what he's called us to do. You know why? You know why? Because the Bible says that the, that the flower fades and the grass withers, but his word will remain forever. Forever. Heaven and earth will pass away, but his word remains forever. The Bible said that his word is forever settled in heaven. The Bible says that he doesn't change. He doesn't change, but his word does not change. But at the same time, it's alive, it's active, it's sharper, it's powerful than any two-edged sword, piercing even into the division of the soul and between the joints and the marrow and is a discerner of the thought and intents of the heart. Neither is there any creature that is naked in sight, but all things are open unto the eyes with whom we must give an account. His word is alive and we must stand on his word if we're going to be able to stand in this evil day. You know why? Because the Bible says that there's coming a day or some days or even in some years where everything that can be shaken will be shaken so that those things that cannot be shaken will remain. Isn't it amazing that you can remain when you don't have a job because of the word? Isn't it amazing how you can stand, having done therefore stand, even when you don't have groceries? Isn't it, isn't it amazing how you can stand, therefore having done all to stand when there's no toilet paper? Isn't it funny how you can stand, therefore having done all to stand when everything else seems to be uh, crumbling around you? Why? Because we're standing on the chief cornerstone, the stone that the builders rejected, the one that they try to get try to do away with. He is a chief cornerstone. He is the rock that is higher than I. He is the one that the Bible says that if you do, if you hear these words and do them, he says you'll be like the man who built his house upon the rock and the wind came and the wave came and all of the, the thunder and the lightning and all the storms beat up against that house. And if it was founded on the rock, it stood against the storm. If you don't realize it, we're in the middle of a storm. And in the middle of that storm is those that have built their house upon the rock. Not emotions, because my emotions lie to me all the time. All the time. All the time. They're just trying to tell me to feel a certain way. I walk by the bread aisle. There's little Debbie snack cakes right there in that aisle just, just calling me. There's all kind of stuff. Just all kind of stuff calling to me. I feel a certain way. You feel a certain way? Listen, 
take those emotions and put them up against the word of God. God, what are you saying in your word? Amen? Those are people that's, going to, that's how he's going to cause us. Some of you are in the middle of this social, economic, and racial unrest. And now here's what I, what I would say. I love the fact that this year that Pastor Terry and I were able to be an example of what a true generational transfer looks like in the body of Christ where, yeah. I love that. There were some times this year I wanted to give it back to him because of some of the stuff. <laughs> He's like, I'm, I'm part of the witnesses now. You go on. Here's some water. Here you go. You can do it. You know, he's turned into one of those guys. But I'm like, you can have it back. He goes, no, man, you, <laughs> you're it. <laughs> you're laughing, but some of you have felt that way too about life this year. You felt like you wanted to throw in the towel. You wanted to quit. You wanted to stop. But you can't. Well, I've fallen. There's been some times where I fall. Well, the word of God says, though a man falls seven times, he'll rise again. He'll get back up again. Some of you have fallen. You just be like, I don't know if I can get back up again. Is that a commercial with the older people? I'm falling and I can't get up. You can get up. Because well, how can you get up? Because there's one on the inside of you that has risen from the dead. And he rose up on that cross. And the Bible says that if he be lifted up, that he'll draw all men un. To him, And so, therefore, there's people that are watching your life. They're going, hey, she got up again. Oh, he got up again. Because there ain't no grave going to keep his body down. There's no grave. There's no death grip. There's nothing that can stop us from what God is calling, what he's calling us to do. Nobody can stop that. Why? There's no weapon formed against you that will prosper. But every tongue that rises up against us in judgment, we condemn. Where'd you get that? It's in the Bible. It's in the word of God. I, I, I mean, it's what, it's what he says. And so, even with this, 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 all the racial unrest, all the stuff that's been going on, all the even even the stuff with the election, everything. I'm telling you, if you if you go and watch the news, it'll be like a roller coaster, right? Um, I can now. I used to could not, but I um, I used to could not get on the Titan because. But I've lost some weight, so I'm able to get on there now and have room. Actually, I have room. I can get in there and move a little bit. But anyway. But, but there was, um, I was able to get on. I thought, I'd like to ride that roller coaster. Got on it, and I was two trips in one. First and last time I get on that, ro on that ride. <laughs> and I remember, you know, my kids are having a good time. They're like, woo! You know, just put your hand, throw your hands in the air. And I'm just like gripping tight, you know. I'm not, I didn't think I could turn white, but my knuckles turned white right on that ride. Just right there on that ride. It's like, there's some white, there's some white people in me somewhere. I got to turn white. You know, some knuckles right there. It's turned white. The truth is, is that 2020 has felt like that sometimes. There's been some ups. There's been some downs. There's some things where you thought, you thought, man, we got this. This election's going to be a, whoa, I didn't expect it. Woo! Throw your hands up. You throw your hands up, not because you're having fun. You throw your hands up, you're like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> There's been some of us do that this year. But the truth is, is God saying, would you throw your hands up because I'm worthy of all the praises and all of the honor. And if you get your eyes and focus them upon me, that all the things of earth will go strangely dim. If you'll stop focusing on those problems and you throw your hands up in worship and throw your hands up in adoration, you throw your hands up in, in awe of me, I'm telling you, all that stuff will grow strangely dim. It'll be nothing because I'm bigger than all those problems. I'm bigger than all that stuff. All that election stuff, there's already been an election already and I'm on the throne. I'm the one. I won already. So because I win, you because I won, you win, and you're winners. How do we know? Because you're more than conquerors through Christ Jesus, and you have called you to win. We always win. Thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, it's a beautiful thing, isn't it? 
So some of you that may not be encouraged this morning, it's like, what is 2021 going to hold for me? It's not what is what 2021 is going to hold for you. It's who is holding 2021. If you don't remember, I'm going to remind you because this is Soldier in Church. His name is Jesus. His name is Jesus. Now, I'm going to read for you. I want to, I want to turn your Bibles to, uh, to John chapter, uh, chapter 14, but I'm going to set it up for you. I'm going to read scripture, and this is an abbreviated um, um, service, so I'm not going to hold you long. But I want to set it up for you. In, in, in John chapter 12, Jesus is um, in the middle of all this, because that's the truth is, is that some of you just like, man, I'm going to throw out 2020, but I'm telling you, don't throw out the baby with the bathwater. Please don't, 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 because there's been some good things in 2020 that if you look back, you'll see the hand of God on your life. You'll see the, the footprints and the fingerprints of God on your life. Let me tell you this. So as, as we're getting ready to set this up, there's been some people that have said to me, you know what, Pastor Chris, I have spent more time with my family this year than I have in a long time. I've heard some people say, man, I've had more rest this year than I have had in a long time. I heard people say, I've been in the word like crazy. They've been like, do you believe all the good stuff that's in the Bible? I'm just like, yeah, I know there's some good stuff in the Bible. They're just like, man, I spent time with my kids. And my, I mean, me and my wife went out on a date and we spent time together. And there's things that I didn't know about her. Been married 35 years. Didn't know about, you know, I'm just like, wow, imagine that. So there's things that God has, has allowed us, enabled us to do that we need to be thankful for, amen, to be grateful for. And so there, there's been some, some good things. And so, and so but during this time, you got to think about this. In, 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 in John chapter 12, um, Jesus predicting his, his, his death, and there was a time where Jesus was getting ready to tell his disciples some terrible news. And so he predicts his, de his death in, in John 12, 27. Then in chapter 13, right after their meal, this supper that they're having, uh, he washes their feet. Um, and then he identifies his betrayer, the one who's going to betray him, which is Judas. And then at that same meal, he, he tells Peter that he's going to deny him three times. And Rome is an, is an upheaval. Uh, the disciples had been hoping that they, the disciples with all of their heart had been hoping that this elect, I mean, sorry, Jesus was going to change everything. And they thought that once that he gets in, it was going to be, it was going to be smooth sailing. And so they had hoped that he was going to turn things around and and on top of all of this, they find out that Jesus has got some terrible news for them and that he's going to be leaving. So on top of all this, of what we had hoped that was going to change everything, the fate of everything, now you're telling us that you're going to be leaving and you're not going to be here and you're going to die? Are you kidding me? That's not what we had in the plans. That's not what we thought was going to happen. <laughs> one of the things that I didn't read on there that they said is like one of the dumbest things I did for 2020 was to go out and buy a planner. <laughs> they bought a, when I bought a Franklin planner because there was nothing that you could plant. And so the truth is, is that that I think God, God likes it that way. He, he wants to plan our lives. He wants, I know the plans. He said, I know the plans I have for you, saith the Lord, to give you a future and a hope. So on top of all this, Jesus is saying, I'm, I'm, I'm going, I'm leaving, but I'm, I'm going to send you a helper. And, but this is encouraging news that he tells him. Jesus says this in John 14, verse one. Let not your heart be troubled. I want you to hear that this morning. Don't let your hearts be troubled. Don't be troubled about this year that's coming. Don't let anxiety and fear and, and all of the worry enter in your heart. Don't let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house, 
There are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself. And that where, where I am, there you may be also. And where I go, you know, <laughs> you know, and the way in which you know. Then Thomas said to him, Lord, we don't know where you're going. Where are you going? How can we say, how can you say that we know the way? We, we, we don't know. And Jesus said to him, do you want you to hear this? I want you to hear this, soldier in church. I want you to hear this, those that are watching online, even if you're scrolling by and goes, what's that guy saying? Click on it. This is what I want to hear. You, I want you to hear. Is what it said. I am the way. I am the truth. And I am the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. This is what he says. And so therefore, he said, man, if you had known me, you would have known the Father also. And from now on, you know him and have seen him. Philip goes, hey, hey, whoa, whoa. Lord, show us the Father and it'll be sufficient for us. And Jesus said to him, have I been with you so long and yet you have not known me, Philip? He who has seen me has seen the Father. So here's what I'm saying. I want you to look up here just for a second. This next year, some of you are going to be trying to get a, try to work on yourself and try to get better. And you're going to be trying to work on yourself, try to, try to, uh, you know, lose some more weight or try to build just, you know, whatever. And I'm not saying that's bad. I applaud you. Go ahead and do that. Um, um, that I'm just saying that because I won't be one of the ones joining you in that. But the truth is, no, I'm, I'm just kidding. I will, I will be too. But the truth is, is that you're trying to get a better you. You're trying to get a better you. And I want to tell you this morning, it's not a better you that you need, but a better view of Jesus. Because once you get a better view of him, it changes everything. It makes a difference in your life when you get a better view of him. What are you looking at? Well, I'm looking at these problems. Mm -mm, don't do that. Get a better view. Zacchaeus was like, I can't see. I can't see. What do I do? I'll climb a tree. I'll look foolish. Whatever I got to do because I want to get a better view of him when he walks by. Sometimes when you get a better view, you get an invitation to supper. Zacchaeus, come down out of that tree. I'm going to your house today. He knocks on the door. And if anyone hear my voice, he knocks and you're open and he'll come in and he'll have supper with you. So not a better you, but a better view. One of my points this morning. So show us the father. He's the one that we'll skip on down um, to verse 25. It says these things I've spoken to you while being present with you. But the helper, the Holy Spirit say, thank God for the Holy Spirit. Would you say that? Thank God for the Holy Spirit. Yes. I'm telling you, somebody said, do you need the Holy Spirit to get to heaven? Somebody said, you know what? I need Holy Spirit to go to Walmart. I need him to go with me everywhere. So don't try to limit it to one thing. <laughs> the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all the things that I said to you. He's bring back those things. And here's what he says. I want you to hear this. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not, he says again, let not your heart be troubled. Neither let it be afraid. So it says, let not your heart be troubled. Do you understand that the word let and two times in that phrase, because you have the ability to not to let or to not let. Let not your heart be troubled. Neither let it be afraid. You have the ability to not walk in fear. You have the ability to stop because of the word of God. Because why, why are you saying this, Chris? Because this. God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of love, power, and a sound mind. And so he's given us power to be able to stop us, ourselves from walking in that fear. That You know what fear is? We talk about fear is a set of beliefs that we've, we believe that hadn't even happened yet. 
You realize that? Sometimes we get afraid and we be anxious about something. That's why it says be anxious for nothing. Not one thing be anxious, but with everything, prayer and supplication to him, to the Lord. That's what he said, prayer and supplication. So he says, let not your heart. So don't, don't, don't go there. Don't go there. Don't even this year, don't even let it go there. Don't let your heart go there. Don't, do not let your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. So you have the ability, the power to stop yourself. Those thoughts, those fiery thoughts that are coming in your mind that would try to stop whatever God is doing, don't let it go there. And you tell the devil, there's nothing wrong with talking to yourself. Just tell the enemies, like, you know what? I'm not even going there today. I'm not going there today, today, uh, devil. I'm not going to step in that place of fear. I'm not going to walk in that anxiety. I'm not going to walk in that fear. No, I don't believe that. Well, it said it on the news. <laughs> really? <laughs> the truth is, is that we get our source from heaven. We get our source from the word. We get our source of news from what heaven is saying. Why? Because heaven has a final word over our lives. Heaven has a final word over our church. Heaven has a final word over our minds. And we either believe what the word of God says or we don't. That's why somebody's like, do you tell me I got to read the word? You're telling me what I have to do? Yes. I don't know anybody that is strong and walking a strong Christian life and living the life that God has called them to live without being in the word. I'm telling you. Why? Because it doesn't, it doesn't change. It's, telling you, it's alive and it leads us in all truth. The word of God. And I said it, it's not a, it, it's a he. He is the word of God. He is the word. Amen? Amen. So it's the last thing I'm going to say, say and it's and what I told you I was going to read in Hebrews chapter, chapter 12, verse 1. I want you to hear this. It's going to be on the screens. And I want you to hear this word. Verse 12, I mean, chapter 12, it says this. Verse 1 says, therefore, we, since we are surrounded, another version says that we're encompassed, we're encompassed by so great a cloud of witnesses. Let us lay aside every weight, every, listen, everything that's going to keep you from walking in God's very best, let's get, let's get rid of it. Let's get rid of it. I can tell you a difference. Can I just say this? I can tell you a difference when I weighed 416 pounds. To, to where I've lost weight to 260 pounds. I can tell you there's a difference, right? There's a, there's, there's a big, I can show you pictures where you're just like, oh my gosh, I had to use a boomerang to put my belt on in the morning. You know, I just, <laughs> and then I catch it. Some of you guys will get that later anyway. <laughs> all right, there's a difference. Lay aside all the weight, all the things that'll keep you from walking in. You don't want to go in 2021 with the same weight that you had in 2020, all those things that were keeping you from walking in God's best, get rid of it. Stop it. Don't do it. Don't just like, well, how do I do it? The word of God cuts off all that excess stuff. Anything you don't need, cut it out because we're climbing up what God's called us to do. He's going there. Lay aside every weight and sin which easily ensnares us and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Looking unto Jesus. And remember, to look unto Jesus means to look away from and looking unto Jesus who is the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. You know, usually when I sit down, it's because I'm done with something. I can sit down now. I can rest because something's done. I want to tell you that the work has been completed in Christ. And you are complete in him. And therefore, because you are complete in him, you get to sit down at your spot too. How do I know that? Because you've been seated in heavenly places. 
far above all those problems. And so you set your mind on things that are above and not on the things of the earth, that you look unto the hills which cometh your help, your help cometh from the maker of heaven and earth. And this is what the Bible says. His delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law does he meditate day and night. Meditate day and night. Why? You meditate day and night because he'll be like that tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth fruit in its season and his leaves also shall not wither and whatever he does will prosper. Why? Because the word of God is working in his life, working in her life, and therefore he's working. How do you know that? Because he who began a good work in me shall be able to complete it to the day of Jesus Christ. How do I know that? Because I have the mind of Christ and because I have the mind of Christ, I get to think his thoughts and do what he's called me to do. Well, what do you mean? Well, my steps are ordered by the Lord and he delights in his way and though he falls, shall not utterly be cast down because the Lord, the Lord, the Lord will uphold him with his hand. Therefore, therefore, I know that I can do what he says I can do and be who he says I can be. And I know that his angels has charge over me and they'll keep me in all my ways and they'll bear me up with their hands so that I don't even dash my feet against a stone. But what about all the other stuff? No weapon formed against me shall prosper, but every tongue that rises up against me in judgment, I condemn because this is the inheritance of all the saints of the Lord. I know that my, in whom I have believed that he is able to keep that which I've committed to him against that day because my God shall supply all of my needs according to his riches and glories by Christ Jesus. And I know that my redeemer lives and he lives forevermore. My God is the one who has called me. He's, he's, he's already gone before me and therefore, therefore, therefore I trust in him. But what about the other stuff? Now, I don't trust in the horses or the chariots, but I trust in the name of the Lord. But what about that other stuff? Well, the name of the Lord is a strong tower and the righteous can run into him and be safe. I'm safe, safe. He's safe. Why? Because I'm in Christ and Christ is, lives within me. It's no longer I that live, but he that lives in me and I can do what he says I can do. Be who he says I can be. I'm going to tell you, it's a word. He's the author. He's, he's the author. Some of, your, some of your lives have been a, a, a book that he's writing. One of my favorite books, the first book that I ever read growing up was Mark Twain's uh, Tom Sawyer and Huckleberry Finn. Anybody had to read that? Torture, torture. I love the fact that Tom could get everybody to, 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 to paint that fence, and I don't know how he did that. I learned some stuff. But in that book, there's twists and turns. I'm telling you, some of you have on those twists and those turns and the plot thickens or whatever, but he knows the end of the book from the beginning because you win. We win because of that. He's the completer. He's the finisher of our faith. That means that we're complete in him. This Philippians 1.6 says, being confident in this very thing. I quoted it a while ago, that he who began a good work in me will be faithful to complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. He's the completer. Last thing, he's the one who completes our faith. Author, finisher, completer of our faith. Not faith in faith, but faith in God. Faith in God. Why so downcast, oh my soul? Put your hope in God. Put your faith in God. And the Bible says this, talks about this. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. In 2021, I believe God is going to cause us to have faith in him, more so than we ever had before. Some of you had faith in some other things. God just took all that stuff that we've been leaning on. Leaning, leaning, faith and secure from 
Safe and leaning, leaning, leaning on the It's safe and secure. I want to tell you that when I was a kid and we sang that, that song, I thought they were singing leaning on the ever nasty arm. And that's what I thought he was saying. Like, why would someone want to lean on a never on an ever nasty arm? Like Jesus had didn't put on deodorant. I don't know what that was about. As a kid, I really thought that. I asked my mom about it. She goes, No, silly boy. It's everlasting arm. So I want to tell you this morning. No, church, it's his arm. It's everlasting. And you can lean on him and you can be safe. Would you stand? I want to pray for you this morning. I had one goal and one goal for this service and this sermon, and that is to encourage you that we're not only going to try to make it through this rest of this year, but we're going to thrive and we're going to go into 2021 believing. And we're not done because there's parts of this message because then we got to go into the new year, right? We've got to go into it. So there's another message to bring people. I'm telling you, if you want people to be encouraged, the next few, <laughs> they keep bringing them, but I'm just saying, like only those three messages, then it's going to go down from here. No, I'm just, <laughs> that's not what I'm saying. We are going to, I want to encourage you that we as a body of believers, we as a church, we are moving and marching to the beat and the rhythm of heaven. Yeah. Somebody, <laughs> I see some of you, it's like, we're white. We have no rhythm. Listen, let me tell you something. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I can say that kind of stuff. Some of you guys, but anyway, the truth is, is that God is causing the heartbeat, his heartbeat, our heartbeat to be in rhythm together. And he's taking us, we're taking us from glory to glory, right? From place to place. Who wants to go? Anybody want to go? I'm asking again, who wants to go? Does anybody want to go? When the cloud moves and the pillar of fire, I want to go with it. I want to get left behind. I want to go. Amen? But I also want to be like Moses who said, Moses like, I, I, I'm not getting down from this mountain. I'm not moving here unless your presence go before us. I'm not going. We're not moving. Not going anywhere unless your presence go. Or how else? How is everybody else going to know that we came from you? How is everybody going to know that we're the people of God unless your presence go before us? Here's what he said. I've already gone before you. I've made the crooked places straight. He's called those places to be made smooth just so that we can go through and thrive and be who he's called us to be. Lord, I thank you. Lord, I am so encouraged, Lord, by, uh, by you, but also I'm encouraged by where you're taking us, what you're doing in us. It's a great day to be alive. It's a great day to be children of God because you have called us. Oh, Lord, it's such an amazing time for us to be the church to the unchurched. Thank you, Lord. I want to thank you for saving people in this room. And even right now, where as we're praying, if you're here this morning, you don't know Jesus. You don't know who we're talking about. He's like, I wish I knew the Jesus as that man was talking about. If you don't know him, I'm telling you today, you can know him. You can know Jesus. Those of you that are watching, you can know him. Those that will be watching, you can know him. You can come out of that darkness and into the marvelous light. Some of you have been in a place, you're like, I don't know what's going to happen this year. That's because you, you're, you're not, you don't have that blessed assurance. But the blessed assurance is, is that we're in Christ and you can know him today. And so, Lord, right now, in the name of Jesus, I pray, Lord, that you would arrest those that don't know you by your spirit. Apprehend them by your spirit, Lord, and let them know who you are. In Jesus' name, we thank you for that. Lord, as we go out, this is the last Sunday of this year, but Lord, we remember what, you're, what you have done for us, and we thank you for that, and bless you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen.